With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And now, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios, it's Joe Suchere and Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. I didn't hear the song. Tried to hear the song. <laughs> yeah, where were you? I was talking to the boys. <laughs> I, said, you, I said, it's time. Where you were you? Out it. trying to get your car started no, so you could no, beat no, the train? No, no, no. I was in talking to Reavers, Olsen, and Rookie. We um, thought you were trying to catch the light already. No, I'm not, Manny. I got to wait till 4 o'clock. Okay, 3.58, actually, but that's okay. No, And we no. did get a full report from the Rook yesterday that the excursion from Crystal to your estate was fluid. It was very smooth. Yeah, Pat, so there. I know you were wishing something <laughs> horrible to happen to me, but nothing happened. We got home in a... Uh, in a sprightly fashion. Sprightly fashion. Yeah, how, was the, uh, how was the music on the way? <laughs> Non-existent. Well, and we couldn't even listen to the ride. We, uh, we, uh, he said, turn on the ride. And I said, uh, the radio doesn't work. Remember? And he said, oh, yeah. He was a little... So he just pressed his nose to the glass and just watched the traffic uh, drive by. I was very impressed, Pat, with his oil pressure gauge. Yes. Uh, only to discover that it's frozen in its current location. <laughs> oh, so you have no idea no. if he's had it changed no. in his lifetime. No. Okay. And he, right. he tried to look up at the upper corner at the ANA Auto, a sticker that's up there, but it was so faded. I didn't want to drop the bomb Pat, on Pat, there's a lot of bustle out there, huh? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, well, uh, a lot of bustle among the media. I heard you guys conjecturing as to why all the media stuff is out here. Well, you got a hotel on each side of the building that they can put the teams in. So both teams and, are out there. Yes. And then uh, you have the big area in the middle where they can put the, media, the radio row. They wanted to have the NFL experience downtown in the convention center, and that's the only other place you could have something like this. So they, uh, the, uh, I think the mall here was part of the bid. Radio Row is a little crowded. It's uh, kind of jammed in here, but uh, it's, not, it's not too bad. That's got to be short of a miracle because I don't know how they put that many together with all of those access lines, phone lines. That's a mini city. Yeah, I don't. I've, I think I've seen bigger ones in the past. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, let me uh, ask you something. Yes. Is this double as a press roll? No, there's a media workroom uh, somewhere else. That's, okay, uh, that's, this that's is gigantic. Strictly, this is radio people. This is uh, radio stations from all over the country and a few from uh, other countries also. Okay, all right. Yes, and it's uh, it's it's kind of jammed in here, but it's not too bad. 
And is, Man, it, is it the Manny's hope? here with me, yeah. and uh, we're going to have a few guests later on. I was going to say, is it the hope that uh, people you would like to interview are wandering through? Well, that occurs somewhat, but we've lined up a few people, too, mm-hmm. and, uh, and hope that they don't get uh, grabbed by someone more important as they're on the way over to see us. That's always a possibility. What could be more important than 1500 ESPN? Oh, Sirius XM, oh, okay. Fox so, Sports Radio, CBS Sports Radio. So basically, you're telling ESPN us. ESPN Radio. Basically, you're telling us you are the Laurie and Julia of sports <laughs> today is what. Yeah, the, it's, we're at the SAG Awards okay. here. Uh, we're outside with our nose pressed on a glass. Just no, be we're careful doing if fine. Donna Mills comes by. Yeah. By the way, are Lori and Julia out there on Radio Row? I don't think so. I heard no, them discussing where to go by train. As a matter of fact, I was just corresponding with one of them just a short time ago. She yeah. saw the video of young Batman uh, failing on the set of the NFL Network stage. Uh, but so, no, they, they, are, uh, they are here. They are here doing their show. Oh, I, uh, so Lori or Julia today. Right. The uh, big uh, media parties out here, too, tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, that's uh, instead of the... In getting invited to the Super Bowl party on a Friday night, there's right. a media party that uh, now occurs on Tuesday. It's supposed to be 28 restaurants represented and the like. But, you know, it doesn't start till 7, Joe. I get yeah. off the air at 6. Yeah. I, I can't be kicking around waiting a whole hour. I, I, I got to get home for the news. You know? well, Where's the party? <laughs> not only that, you got a can of Dollar Tree sardines waiting yeah, for you. That's right. Well, actually, I opened those and uh, could not go through with my promise. Uh, to much eat them. To, I, I, you know, I really appreciated Patrick more after that. Yeah. After looking at them and saying, nope. "Boy, they look just like the shrimp that were in that bag." And they uh, have a, they had them in a mustard sauce. Oh my Joe. God, Hilton! Yeah, my mustard. theory on sardines is, if you want them in a mustard sauce, you can put your own mustard on them. I agree. You don't have to put it in a can with them. I agree. And turn them into mush. What do you mean? They were fresh out of the Gulf. Yeah, they were hopping <laughs> out. Did I don't you know. S- I don't think sardines come out of the Gulf, but these oh, might have. I, think, I don't yeah, know. The, yeah. the shrimp I was yeah, referring to. I think we got to go. We want colder waters for sardines, I believe. Okay. So. Sardinia. Yeah. Go to yes. Sardinia. <laughs> yes. Are you on the food court level, third oh, floor? Oh, my goodness. Shake Shack is right across the way from us, yep. about uh, 50 feet, and we're hoping the line remains small. Yeah, I've, uh, I've already been uh, texted by our program director, Brad okay. Lane, that you may be sending me over to Shake Shack to uh, uh, grab that, a little. That's a distinct possibility. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, if at five thirty the lane is not uh, the uh, line is not too long. Usually the lines. You know what? I think there's less people out here that aren't media types than there normally would be on a uh, yeah. on a day like this. That's it's not jammed with people. It's it, shoppers and the like. It's jammed with media. What do you think the NFL rationale is for giving literally anyone who wants one a radio media pass? Well, actually, they have uh, cracked down a little on that. It's not as wide open as it used to be. Pat, they it's used... 5,800 people. Yeah, and they used to really push that number, and they wanted to advertise that number. But uh, you got to go through some hoops to get to the credentials now. So, But there's, you know, Joe, there's... The difference is, in 1985, let's say. All right. Yeah, how many sports talk radio stations were there in the country? Probably three. Yeah, yeah. Us, uh, we, we did our show at WFAN yeah. and a couple in Boston and one in Philly. Right. Now there's hundreds. 
and uh, and a, a fair percentage of them want to come to the Super Bowl and do their show. Well, so. And a fair percentage of them are in cities and states that don't even have an NFL team. That's right. That is, that is true. They might be more likely to be here than anybody else because right. for them, they're neutral. They they just want to cover, go to the event. Right. Speaking of that, have you guys heard the latest controversy today? Judd is all over it. Oh, what now? The Philly station apparently has spent the afternoon ripping Viking fans for not being receptive to Eagles fans. Oh, really? Yes. What, have we, we snubbed them? <laughs> well, apparently... Where are we encountering one another, first of all? I think it's where you guys are at, at the Mall of America, according to Judd's uh, Twitter timeline. But the Eagle fans are calling a Viking fan... Or the Eagle radio hosts are calling the Viking fans soft. Saying that... Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's just not, great. Hey, let me not, tell not you soft, something. Reavers. Soft. Yes, yeah, soft. soft. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. A woman told me that her friend took a nine-year-old male to the game in Philadelphia. Oh, mm-hmm. no. And I... And he's now a more worldly lad than he used to be. Not yeah. only that, it was so vile, I am not going to repeat on the radio mm-hmm. what a bunch of these morons said to this woman and this child. I'm not, I can't uh-huh. even go there on the radio. Oh, I don't goodness. know where to go with that. There's nothing to be made of it. But it was a horror story. Yes. And, uh, I, and, and, she, and the woman telling me this said... This couldn't happen in Minnesota, could it? And I said, to the level of depravity you just told me, I'm going to say no, it would not happen here. But what is a woman doing taking a nine-year-old kid to that game? I'm sorry. Uh, Well, especially dressed in purple. Uh, that's a good point. Put it this mm-hmm. way: the Philly fans probably didn't go soft like a pretzel. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, it's uh, you know, it's they they they're serious about it there. That's for sure. Got to know what you're do. getting into. Yep. Mm-hmm. Alcohol yeah. and football oh, is God. an unholy alliance. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Well, it really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are all of these people staying? Are they in hotels out at the mall area as well? Well, yeah, the media hotels are out here in this in this area. Okay, I Boy, think Uber's going to make out, huh? The Marriott across. Well, plus you can get on the train. The light yeah, rail, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so. that's the way to do it: is stick to the train. I think. If they uh, if they don't figure out a way to ban you so they can just have NFL officials riding on it, this is only Tuesday though. I gotta think uh, we haven't even seen the wave of uh, of uh, fans from Philadelphia that we can offend by not being nice nice enough to them. I think it's just starting, don't you? If Rook arranges it, the entire Garage Logic staff and you're you're invited as well. Uh, prior to going to the Sprint store tomorrow, we're going to have lunch at the new restaurant at Holman Field to oh, see really? if we can watch celebrity jets arrive. Whoa, that's so Rook's, good. Rook's in charge. If he pulls it off, uh, uh, the mayor will be uh, footing the bill for that one, and Amen we plan to, to meet at 1130 if you're interested. What wait, do we call wait, it? Wait, wait. What, there's one important phrase in there. What did you say? Who's paying? I am. What Kenny, is you're the, in. You're I'll in be there. You yeah, we'll what, the, uh, what is the restaurant at Holman Field? It's brand called? new. It's called Holman's Table. Really? Yeah, it's supposed okay. to be pretty good. Uh, it looks pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, uh, what's the yeah, most Kenny, expensive item on the menu? Let's start looking at that. No, you're each limited to $5. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny and Pat, listen to this. I got a good friend who's a businessman from Chicago. He was in town working yesterday. And he had to fly back to Chicago about 6 o'clock last night, at which point he texted me and said, 
the uh, these Blue Crew 52 people have trained to be uh, obnoxiously oh. friendly. Oh, yeah. And a lady are. followed him, begging him to ask her a question. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're muggers is yeah. what they're. They're courteous muggers. Please ask me something. Yeah, lady, yeah. Uh, I have a question. Will you please get the hell away from me? <laughs> we are desperate to be loved, that's for sure. Yes. And I bet we will be because we're going to pull this off in grand fashion. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking at the menu. And Don't get away uh, from the menu and quit pretty, worrying about the menu. Looking pretty good here, Cowboy. Why don't we take a break and we'll return Five to... Five is out, by the way. Five is out. We'll, we'll we return to Radio bottom. Row in just a moment. Okay, before we get back to the uh, award-winning broadcast, we do have one traffic item that's worth noting. It's down in Burnsville, southbound 35E, hosting a right lane blocking rollover crash right around the area of Portland. That's prior to the Burnsville split, and that's why traffic jams up prior to County 11, just past Highway 77. Pat? Sir? Uh, Wild play tonight. Uh, Timberwolves play tonight after losing We don't want the Timberwolves to ever play again. (laughs) I I hope they all get the flu and have to forfeit after that puke up last night. But you know know they're probably going to win tonight. It's so Timberwolves to... to, uh, You know what, Joe? uh, I don't know if they're still in first place in that division because Oklahoma City might be ahead of them in percentages. They're a half game ahead. Yeah. But the so, Wolves have the tiebreaker, though, because they but, won three uh, out of four. They're first place in the Western Conference, but they're the last place in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. They can lose to some of the dog teams of all time. We're uh, Unbelievable. Going, we have yeah. breaking news now from the director of social media. Uh, well, this is filed under the heading of you had one job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know anybody that works at the airport, so I don't know if I can verify this yeah, or I'll not. But uh, apparently, you know, those airport trams that take you to and from uh, various concourses and yeah, whatnot, right. yeah. they're a two-car tram. Okay, so you got the one car oh, tailed God. by the other car. Yeah, sure. And apparently on it, you had just one job. We have the logo Super Bowl 52, except we didn't split up Super and Bowl. It says Superb Owl 52. <laughs> <laughs> We did have one job. Superb job. Owl. Well, there's a space rookie. after the B. Look at this thing, rookie. It oh, says no. Superb Owl 52. <laughs> All one word? Wow. No, Get it's the volunteers out there and let them repaint it while the tram's moving. We so, got enough volunteers. So on the first car, it says Superb. Yep. And then there's a space, and then it just says <laughs> OWL 52. There's a door. Okay. The superb Owl. Okay. Wow. Send nice. that to me, will you, Reed? I'm so sending it to you. Right thing. now, okay. superb yeah. owl. Yeah. <laughs> Say, a great American uh, died today. Keith Towers, the former uh, general manager of the San Diego Padres, 56 years old, thyroid cancer. Uh, beloved by anyone who ever worked with him or dealt with him in uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, Joe Christensen from the Star Tribune. He was a beat writer when he was there. Dustin Morris from the Twins who was his first baseball job working for him. Just a hell of a guy. And uh, people knew that he was uh, uh, A.J. Hinch actually at the uh, when they had the stand up for cancer thing during the World Series. Uh, held up a little uh, sign about uh, Keith Towers, and that kind of first made people aware that uh, he was uh, dealing with this. But uh, bad news. Good guy. That's pretty young, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. He was a character, man. 
Somebody told me a story about how uh, uh, they were sending out faxes on trades, mm-hmm. and they they accidentally it was supposed to go to the Phillies, but the guy hit the wrong button and sent it to the Padres. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was this big secret trade they were notifying the league of, and he didn't like the guy. One of the guys involved in the trade, so he called up the beat guy from Philadelphia and told him about the trade coming up. Oh. <laughs> you got to like guys like that. Well, he didn't have a great record of success in San Diego. Did he? Uh, he, they were better than they are now. You know, yeah. he had some. They kept pulling the rug out from under him uh, financially. They were. They always had these cheap owners out there. That was one of their big problems. Yeah. So, but he was a good guy. I was noting uh, the locations of the next couple of Super Bowls. Where are we going? They're heading back even... south. They're going to Atlanta, Miami, okay. L.A. Uh, they're going to stay south for a while. I'll say. So L.A. will be in that new stadium then in, uh, what, 21 or 22? Oh, something like that. I, what, think there's a, I think there's one in Tampa coming up, yeah, too, Tampa's in the next five in or six there. years. Where's, yeah. hard, where's the Hard Rock Stadium? Is that Miami? That's, That's Miami. Miami. Yeah, yeah, they're going there. Tampa, L.A., uh, Atlanta, they're they're uh, they might be done with their northern experiments for a while. Well, unless somebody uh, up here in the north of the country wants to build them a 1.15 billion dollar stadium <laughs> and then give them everything for free once they got here, then they then you'd probably get another one. Well, that'd have to be Buffalo. Uh, Chicago isn't going to build a new stadium. You know who's never had one? Seattle. That's kind of odd, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They got temperate weather. It's funny they never had you one know, there. I'm kind of surprised they've never, the idea of them putting one in London has never popped up. Because every year, I mean, they have those they have those international games or the, the London games where they send teams over there and they take a home a home game away from one of the teams. I'm surprised they never floated the idea of having a Super Bowl out there. I, I know they probably have to kick it off at a different time because of... It being across the pond, but yeah, I still think the NF. There's a part of the NFL that think that, that, that if you get to go to it, it's a reward for having covered them and talked about them all year. And that, that if you used go to, to London, be. if you go to London, you're shutting out 75 percent of them. Yeah. yeah, Manny, that's a bad idea. Yeah, Manny. Don't, don't bring that kind of thing up again. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Ravers, we're getting reports that the superb owl thing was photoshopped. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, darn it. We're getting reports that it's been debunked. Because there's a, I just found a superb owl uh, Super Bowl logo. Okay. That's now being manufactured. Oh, so it's fake. That's, that's too bad too they didn't bad. have that Atlanta fake bus news. come by and park, and park right news. in front of it. <laughs> just That's just a... Typical what's going on in America today, right? Sports Talk will return shortly. This would be a perfect traffic bed. Mm-hmm. This, this is the old uh, this is the old Royce and Mackey intro. Yes, that's yeah. right. Love this song. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. It's cloudy and 22 degrees. Timberwolves lose to Atlanta last night. They'll be right back at it tonight. Uh, they travel a bit. They go from Atlanta to Toronto. I hope they don't get through customs, the clowns. <laughs> Pretty happy about that effort, were you? Oh, God. It's unbelievable. <laughs> do you have a crowd mic on out there? It's really loud. Uh, what do you want us to do, Kenny? There's uh, thousands of people I surrounding would... us making noise. Could you do me a favor and stand up and tell them all to STFU? I suppose I could turn down. I suppose I could try to turn down the ones that we aren't using. 
That might, uh, <laughs> that might be able to do that. that. Yeah, Don't with technology. Oddly enough, I think there was some type of improvement there. Yeah, okay. Now, what's the other one we aren't using? You're not, you're not, hitting, you're not turning down placebo buttons are you uh i don't think you should be touching any buttons patrick let man oh let don't, man. don't worry i'm the one i'm the okay. one touching yeah, okay don't worry no, we got manny fear. in charge okay <laughs> we could have unfortunately we don't have joey d so we have to stick with manny here. yeah well <laughs> much better. It's better. Too. it's better okay john height in the newsroom wild back at it tonight their first game after the nhl all-star break they're on the road to play columbus and the minnesota <laughs> gophers no, wait, that's not Torts. Is Torts the coach in Columbus now? I don't know. Yeah, Torts uh, yeah, is the coach I, I, in Columbus. Yeah, I remember so. they had hot streak they had last year. They both had the, the big battle of unbeaten game yeah, there. Yeah, that was yeah. fantastic. Wasn't Todd Richards coaching in Columbus? Yes, he yeah, was. Yeah, he got yeah. fired and replaced yeah, by Torts. Yeah. Gophers in action tonight. They're at Iowa. Holy cow. Move over Super Bowl. We got everybody playing tonight. <laughs> On the road. Uh, oh, news yeah. notes from today. Hold oh, on, Height. What? You really did block me again. Uh, me? Yeah. Yeah. I did. What did I do this time? <laughs> Don't never ever send me a tweet or respond to anything I say on Twitter, and I'll leave you alone. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that was the rule. Oh my God, you're such an idiot on Twitter. Don't respond to anything I say on Twitter. You know, you really never reply to Kenny unless it's some smart-ass remark on Twitter. I've noticed that. So oh. that's why he blocks you all the time. Okay. So. I didn't know what that did was he, the rule. I don't need say? this. What did he from, do, Kenny? What did he say? I, I don't know, Manny, but you know he's an, such an idiot. <laughs> and we have to deal with him off the air and on the air. I'm not going to deal with him on Twitter. I'm not, I don't get paid to tweet, and therefore I don't have to put up with him. He probably didn't do anything. He just bothered Kenny in general. <laughs> I might have went over the limit today on uh, Twitter. I called some guy a dipwad. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I'm not sure what that one. is. I'll look it up on... Uh... Uh, it's, it's not a compliment. It's, 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 it's worse than a dim wit. Is it on Urban Dictionary? I'm sure it is. I don't know. Well, it's because he suggested that you should be the turkey of the year for yes, 2018. 2018. Yeah. Hey, Dipwad. It's been done already. Come on. <laughs> News notes from today, nearly 38 hours after police first made contact with that man with a warrant out for his arrest at the Graduate Hotel, the man was taken into custody without incident. He was on the sixth floor room, remained there for hours after police performed a welfare check on Monday. He did release a woman last night who was in the room. She was unharmed. Uh, they're not saying much about the man. They haven't confirmed his identity, but said he's wanted on an Arizona warrant for a white-collar crime. So what hotel? The Graduate Hotel on the University of Minnesota campus. We've got an, uh, an appearance no. of yeah, something on Thursday. Judd and Collar are doing Now, is, yeah. did they change the name of the big yeah. hotel there again? Yeah, it used to be something else. Yeah, well, it's been about three different things. So, okay. You know, Pat, that background noise makes it sound like uh, maybe the kind of lounge where we've had Zimmer uh, when we hear the Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. He's throwing a little jazz yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bring, bring it down a little. Bring it down. They could Perfect. have a little jazz band out here in the middle of the whole. Yeah, uh, there's thing. a little quartet back in the corner. Yeah, there. yeah. Perfect. Several Minnesota lawmakers have submitted a letter to Minnesota's transportation head that's critical of a rest stop renovation that they say includes unexpected higher costs. <laughs> All three lawmakers represent the Chisago County area. In the letter, they asked in part why MnDOT chose a bid for the Goose Creek rest stop restoration that includes 
curved glass. Nope. Imported Brazilian wood. Nope. And a wood veneer ceiling instead of the traditional less expensive ceiling tile. How about sheetrock? <laughs> <laughs> the letter is trying to find out whether cost-cutting measures could still be taken for the project, which is not yet finished. What no, MnDOT tell us? What was their explanation, Johnny? Uh, there or we was, haven't gotten one this yet. is just a letter sent to MnDOT. Uh, okay. Today, they have not replied to it. Yet. So we're stealing rainforest wood. For our rest stops. Yeah, that's, that's a good We're point. destroying the rainforest for our rest stops. I'm mm. always worried that MnDOT's going to catch on to the great uh, double entendre they have going with the rest area up in Avon, which is called Big Spunk. <laughs> oh I, I kid you not. And every time, yeah. I, every time I pull in there, there's a couple of Canadians taking a picture by the sign. Yeah. And uh, of course, there's a bunch of lakes up there. Yeah, upper Spunk and lower yeah, Spunk. And yeah, and Spunk Creek, wow. Middle Spunk too. Yeah. Isn't there a band named the Spunk Creek Middle Boys? Yes, yeah. yes, there is. Yeah. Wait a minute, Kenny. Every time you stop in there, how often is that trip? <laughs> every, every weekend, brother. He's coming over the hill again. Check me this. Uh, Creek. <laughs> you know what I'm always worried about? When they tell me it's a Brazilian wood, how do I know? Yeah. You're right. They're you're trying right. to charge me all this money. How do I know it comes from the rainforest? This is ironwood from Douglas County. <laughs> yeah, Give me a right. break. How much, uh, how much? How often do you buy lumber, Patrick? Well, the wife was Brazilian, do, or what do we got? The wife was going to do that with our deck, but oh. uh, then, uh, yeah. then by the time we ended up digging the holes, it cost me so much money we had to change the regular old lousy not, wood. We're not That's getting funny. much news here, are we? Yeah. I walked in and I ordered. I said, "Hey, uh, I know it's got to be water resistant, so I want a Brazilian wax on it." Okay, is that, uh, is that how we do it? A Brazilian wax? I uh, order up. <laughs> is that waterproof? Yeah, Brazilian wax waterproof, please. Thank you. An Arizona Republican is urging the arrest and deportation of any illegal aliens who attend the State of the Union tonight, as some Democrats plan to bring Dreamers as their guests. Although, what? Uh huh. Who, who's going to arrest them? Uh, well, he wants them to be uh, arrested and sent sent back. Okay. Who, who's it's, this fellow? It's not going to happen, of course. Who uh, is this he's gentleman? From Arizona. His name is Gossar. G O S A R. Okay. Yeah. And he's a, he's a Republican. Yes. He, he, okay. All right. I he, thought so. He contacted the U.S. Capitol Police and Attorney General Jeff Sessions, asking them to consider checking the ID of everyone who attends the speech at the Capitol. And uh, I know it's expensive, but uh, how much is a Brazilian anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot. <laughs> You're on a budget, sir. Huh? Yes, I, I cannot afford a Brazilian dollars. Uh. <laughs> Two Toronto police hey, officers were suspended after they allegedly consumed marijuana edibles that were confiscated during a drug raid. CTV News reported the two officers were suspended with pay. They're Vito Dominelli and Jamie Young. The two officers of 13 Division were under investigation by the Toronto <laughs> Police Professional Standards Unit. Uh, two officers reportedly consumed the edibles and called another officer for help because they began hallucinating. No, they didn't. During the incident, an officer who responded to the call slipped and hit her head. She was reportedly trying to help one of the officers who was stuck in a tree. 
<laughs> Sources told. <laughs> wow. Who hasn't who hasn't ate a cannabis jello square and climbed a tree? Come on. Who among us? <laughs> Sources told CBC the two officers obtained the edibles after a raid at a marijuana dispensary over the weekend. Sources said the two officers were believed to have consumed them from the dispensary. <laughs> They've not been charged so far. The investigation is ongoing. Huh. A New York man who hit the jackpot with a $1 million scratch-off ticket three weeks ago. Is he broke already? Yeah, no, he's, he's worse than that. He's worse than that. Patrick saw the story. He died suddenly. Oh! oh. Wow. Succumbing, apparently, to cancer. Oh. 51-year-old Donald Savastano. Well, why would you do this story, John? <laughs> First you lift us up, then you bring us down. It's my job. 51-year-old Donald Savastano passed away from the unspecified form of cancer. He was a self-employed carpenter who spent 10 bucks on a whim for the Merry Millionaire scratch-off ticket. He won the million dollars. He told WBNG at the time he planned to use the $661,800 lump sum to buy a new truck, pay off some debt, and invest for the future. He's survived by his mother, two sisters, and four brothers. And we'll be buried in a Brazilian coffin. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Apparently, Italy is known for its bad postal service. Okay, that would disappoint me. Well, they did find a, at least one culprit for this. <laughs> Police say they discovered nearly a half ton of undelivered mail <laughs> in a rogue postman's garage. Well, there you have it. The Postal um, Police said the 1,260-pound stash in the Vincenza home of the 56-year-old postman was the biggest seizure of mail ever undertaken in Italy. Miss, missing mail had been collecting for the past eight years included utility bills, bank statements, old phone books, political propaganda, all kinds of stuff uh, since 2010. Police were tipped off when volunteers from a recycling center reported getting 25 big yellow containers from the Postal Service with mail still inside. Postal police say the mail will now be delivered to its rightful owners, although some of it obviously up to seven years late. I love that Rook is brought back to the jazz. <laughs> How are the guys? The guys are done with break. I know they were on break for a while. Went out for a smoke. A Norwegian flight headed for Germany discovered Saturday uh, when their plane had to return to Oslo because of a broken toilet. Uh, oddly enough, the folks flying in this plane with a broken toilet, 85 plumbers. That's irony, isn't it, Jay? It, it really is. is. Wow. Who probably couldn't do anything because there was really no piping to work with. Yeah, exactly. You have to go outside to fix this. You can't do it on the inside. That was the excuse. Uh, Frank Olsen, a plumbing company CEO aboard the flight, told Norwegian newspaper Dragbladet, we would have liked to have fixed the restrooms, but unfortunately, we couldn't do it from the inside. Anybody plus, got a Slurpee they, cup? Plus, they, want, they would have wanted $150 just to look at it, right? They, just to stop by. Yeah. 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 Even if they don't do anything, they want well, 150 bucks. And it was a, it was a non-union job, so they couldn't <laughs> yeah, right. violate any. A man arrested on burglary charges after police say he accidentally called 911 from inside the building he had just broken into. Uh. <laughs> happened on the East Coast in Connecticut. Police were dispatched at 4.12 a.m. to the Afrata Review Building on East Main Street, the report of a 911 hang-up call. Officers got there. They found a glass door of the building smashed. Upon searching the building, they found 28-year-old Brendan Waver in a hallway. Officers said he was naked and clearly under what? the influence of a control, oh. uh, controlled substance. Okay. 
The office area of the building was reportedly ransacked with damages estimated in excess of $5,000. Police think he accidentally called 911 from one of the office phones as he ransacked the building. He's being arraigned on burglary charges this week. I, uh, this story is near and dear to my heart. I, uh, my one meant or word crutch that I use still mm. that I'm trying to stop is literally. I say it all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that probably, I, I can be guilty of that myself. Yeah. Uh, owner Trigger Smith, <laughs> yes, that's his real name, Trigger Smith, mm. made headlines this week after he hung a sign on the door of his East Village dive bar, the Continental, threatening to ban anyone who says the word literally. Oh. <laughs> How about iconic? Can he get rid of that one, too? <laughs> the one that drives me crazy, the young kids say all the time, I feel. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to rain tonight. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's This I feel thing needs to stop. Yeah. So, well, you get, get me going. So does awesome. The Grand Canyon is awesome. You taking my lunch order is not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wonder if we'll hear that tomorrow yeah. at uh, Holman's table. You're in charge. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get us in, even if we have to break in at 11. Yeah. The sign at the Continental says, if you say the word literally inside the Continental, you have five minutes to finish your drink, and then you must leave. Oh, I like this guy, Roycey. Yeah, we could get him to be a co-owner of the Krabby Coffee Shop. Right on. Uh, Some online critics are already picking on him, but Trigger argues that uh, literally the misusers of it extend to both genders, not just females. He's being accused of being sexist about it. Mm-hmm. He also says uh, he's pleased by all of this. He said major media all over the world had covered it. The trigger also said that he doesn't plan to boot violators for real. He's just making fun of the slang that he dislikes. And he says all of the regulars get the joke. There's not a problem. Uh, this story, uh, it's there's some bad parts to it, but I think it fits this uh, section of the show. Okay, John. I just want to do that because I don't want you guys to accuse me of bringing in a story that, right. you know. Ah. Brandy G- Gregory couldn't call 911 after living boyfriend Patrick Moan hit her in the right ear. Mm. She couldn't because she lacks arms, legs, and a phone. Rock bottom. Moan brokers two weeks ago. The Rock phone. bleeping bottom. Uh-huh. Where's that podcaster? Is he around anywhere? <laughs> It gets uh, it gets a little stranger too. Oh, really? So two oh. two hours after the punch on Sunday afternoon, oh, Moan, geez. that's the fellow's name, Patrick Moan, pushed Gregory to a Vero Beach Walmart so she could tell someone, according to the Indian River Sheriff's <laughs> Office. Yeah, this has got to go in the file with the guy who lit the ear, ear hearing aid. <laughs> Moan told a Walmart shopper himself that he had hit her in the ear, hoping that that person would call the cops so that he would just be taken to jail. Yeah. The reason he wants to be taken to the jail? He said he's tired of taking care of her and pushing her everywhere around in the wheelchair. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I told you. This is, this is, this is, this is, uh-huh. Are I you told sure you, you didn't get this from the Star Tribune this a couple of months ago? This is sadder than the guy who said, all I got is him. It yeah, really is. is. John, a, uh, John, is she pretty? <laughs> I didn't see a picture. You a big gal? Well, uh, mm-hmm. Kenny, she's uh, very limited. Mm-hmm. Limited. Well, she's missing some uh, items. I think you'd say she's a <laughs> big torso gal. The important <laughs> stuff is still there. Though. John, how big was he? I noted that in the story too. Uh, the 37-year-old Moan is six foot nine. Oh, what a what? weenie! 185 pounds. Oh, we could oh, pick up thin. and carry her under his arm. Yeah, but 185 <laughs> at six nine, he's a thin fella. <laughs> 
think he yeah. might be taking some chemicals to keep that weight down, don't yeah. you? Taking yeah. some chemicals. <laughs> Paints quite so. quite the picture there, Mr. Olson. Yeah. yeah. Really does. And, uh, like homework. Yeah. So, John, she's uh, armless and legless. That's correct, yes. And doesn't have a phone. He, because because he <laughs> broke well, it. She uses it. He broke it. <laughs> She couldn't even dial with her toes. She doesn't oh. have, you know. Yeah. Moan is in jail. How on does the... she ring the doorbell? One th- <laughs> God, we're going to hell. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no so Chris, we're, that we're already there. Uh, I'm glad I'm not in that room with you. Uh, loud. Uh, lightning can hit over there, too, pal. Well, listen, Roycey calling us loud. No, wow. What the hell? <laughs> well, God love her. I hope it works right. out. Yeah, yeah, you know what? My thoughts exactly. Yeah. Anybody here a sleepwalker? No. What, uh, Jeff, yes. Don't tell me she is. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> New story, Such. New story. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, she didn't get far. <laughs> a sleepwalking oh, man. God. We got to keep her on the first floor. She's <laughs> sleepwalking. <laughs> Our wiggler. <laughs> a sleepwalker. A sleepwalking. Excuse me. Sleepwalking man tumbled. Six stories out of a Lower East Side New York apartment window and survived, according to police. Randy Fothasane even got up after his fall early Sunday morning to be helped to safety through a window by firefighters. 35-year-old Fothasane, whatever Whatever his name is. is. He works the day shift at an industrial site and he had a history of sleepwalking when he was younger. Girlfriend told cops he took her sleeping pills before hitting the sack this past Saturday night. Around 5 in the morning, he climbed out her 8th floor window on South Street near Clinton and fell onto scaffolding six stories below wearing nothing but his boxers. Mm-hmm. He's got a broken leg and a broken rib, but police say... That's all? Sh- that's it. Wow. Said he should recover just fine. I've never bought it. Sleepwalking. I uh, just think it's an excuse for being drunk. I did it a couple weeks ago, and I was stone cold sober. You did? I was. I got up. I went into the kitchen, and she said, "What in the heck were you doing at two thirty in the morning?" You were sleepwalking. (laughs) Yeah, looking for a snack. Right. What's coming up in the middle of Radio Row? Oh, I wish I knew. It's one of those wheel C shows. We got a few uh, uh, minnows in the pool here. We'll see what uh, what shows up. But beyond that, we'll uh, kind of bring you the ambience of what's taking place here in the heartbeat of the media center of uh, the 52nd Super Bowl, sir. How's that line look at the shake and bake? Uh, Shake no, no. City or whatever it is. Uh, Shake Shack? Are, Are they a good burger? That's uh, a yes. very fine burger. That's Outstanding burger. And chicken yes. sandwiches, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you would not yeah. be disappointed. Why did I ask mm-hmm. Pat when I have you as right. my yeah. food source? Pat would agree with me. It's yeah. not, uh, these aren't clam sticks. Well, you know what you get at Radio Row, Pat? You get a lot of surprises. Yes, you do. There's uh, people walking around. Brian Billick just walked by, but by the time I... Uh, was going to grab him. He'd already taken off. So, fifteen hundred ESPN. I had a lot of surprises. Is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis.